don't know, buying a car. I mean, what if we get in trouble? Why are you always concerned about getting in trouble? Because you always getting me in trouble. <laughs> Welcome to Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. I'm Adam. I'm Aaron. And this is a podcast where we go through every single episode of Keenan and Kel. Everyone. <laughs> we're, we're not stopping until, <laughs> until it's over. The Keenan and Kel, also known as the greatest 90s show of all time. It's a pretty classic 90s uh, Nickelodeon sitcom. I believe it aired from, what, uh, 96 to 2000? Yep. We're starting off with the pilot episode, uh, lovingly titled Pilot. And uh, Adam, really quick, let's just tell the people how we uh, became such big Keenan and Kel fans. Oh, it, man. It was, it was the uh, the bootlegged DVD version that you... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I originally uh, watched the show, um, like, not when it aired. I would be, like, I think three to seven when it first aired. Uh, but uh, it was very popular. Repeat time was, like, around... Um, uh, around when we were having dinner like 5 to 6 p.m <laughs> they would like show a block of keenan Kel, so i would get lucky and watch a couple episodes back then uh, uh, but yeah uh, in high school i'm like i wanted to rediscover the series so i found i think for like 40 dollars at the time a dvd box set online uh which it's it's a it's a bootleg it's someone <laughs> recorded like you know teen nick and printed out a piece of uh <laughs> some artwork of keenan and Kel. <laughs> stuck it in the front cover and uh i think the the smell of the the box that has just about worn off by now it, it's really the smell yeah it has like a super chemically like uh, <laughs> uh, i don't want to be trapped in a room with it uh but it's uh, the funny thing is that that's where mo like they still haven't done a big official box set and that's it that's the one 40 40 dollars <laughs> yeah you're watching the show on amazon and yep. like some of the episodes aren't even like posted on there, which is <laughs> going to be interesting when I'm, I have the only cannot be found. Yeah. Um, I find it very interesting that the show only aired for four years because it was, it, it, but, but it like, it was, I feel like it's a classic. Yeah. Four years and four seasons is, is pretty good for a, for a sitcom. Yeah. And um, I mean, we used to go, we, um, well, first off, we should say that we're brothers, and so yes. we would go on uh, on family trips together, and we would. My dad would hook up the big. This is like way back. He would hook up the big box TV, and he would <laughs> strap it down with bungee cords, and I I would sit in the back with my sister, and then Adam would sit in that like, you know, first seat behind the driver, and then we'd we'd watch on this big box TV in the car when we were driving, in the minivan when we were driving, <laughs> and we would watch Keenan and Kel, and uh, among other things, Lost in Space and, and whatever we had. But, yep, that was uh, that was how I was introduced to Keenan and Kel. For me, it's a classic. Yeah, th thinking back, it was probably a pretty unsafe system. <laughs> we should have oh really gosh. gotten a car with one of those t screens built in. Oh, that was too. That was too soon. We did this when with that like two thousand and one town and country. You have a VHS playing car. <laughs> did they ever make one? Oh goodness. Yeah, uh, a VHS car. That's funny. All right, so uh, we're. Gonna, I think we're gonna start off the episode with uh, your what were you saying? Calling a Dan Carlin style intro. People used to be relatively disconnected from each other. For millennia, the only contact most people had was with members of their own tribes, with their families and immediate neighbors. 
There were two types of conversations within these interactions. Conversations about story or myth, and conversations about survival. When it came to relations with neighboring tribes, there were again two options. Barter or war. And so bartering became the way people of different groups came together to negotiate. We'll give you six sheep for a dozen furs, and we'll trade you these thousand arrows if you use them against our foes instead of us. The exchange rate was set, and it was based wholly on value. Before money, the only measure of value was practicality. If bartering didn't go as planned, you stood almost no chance of leaving any interaction alive. Each and every interaction with neighbors was dangerous and unknown. To make matters worse, many people didn't have the connections to get their goods out to the people who needed them. For a brief moment, I want you to imagine a device. This device simplifies the notion of connection between dissimilar people. This device allows for somebody, anybody, who has something they want to sell or trade a platform to connect with potential traders and buyers in a non-lethal manner. Imagine this device was small enough to be placed on, say, a desk in somebody's bedroom, but powerful enough to share your desires with dozens of members in your neighboring community. Well, you don't have to do any more imagining because this device already exists. In fact, it forever changed the nature of human communication. It's called a personal computer. And a young and youthful and jubilant Keenan Rockmore of Chicago has one in his bedroom. And that was it. <laughs> Did you like so, it? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was great. Uh, Good. Yeah, well, the episode, uh, let's, let's get right into it. The Coolio intro. By far, by far, I know I'm going to say that everything in this show is the greatest. And I'm, I'll, try to, I'll try to be realistic. But this one actually is the greatest <laughs> introduction, the greatest theme song of any TV show ever. It's it's pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> the and the editing, I, I know the editing like stands the test of time. It's yeah, it's quality. The camera angles change from high to low, spanning and. <laughs> I think he's like yeah, Coolio, like starts off like crawling inside like the Disney Universal logo, uh, not Disney. Uh, Nickelodeon Universal logo or yep, it's yep yep and they they end with it it's like goes full circle it's a, the theme song tells a story mm -hmm. yeah uh top to bottom begin to end it it talks about how they're like a classic comedy duo uh, and uh they get into trouble it, it, it's it's very good I like I love how it ends and transitions too they all just gather up on the big orange couch and and you know slowly get into the episode <laughs> yep and then every episode starts with keenan on center stage it's it's crazy that there's a sitcom that goes on and then there's like they introduce it and introduce it but like sometimes you know what's going on in the episode sometimes they don't <laughs> it's very very confusing but in this first episode at least it seems like keenan definitely knows what's going on and kel 
He's, never knows. <laughs> no, he, he is along for the ride. But at the same time, he has a fantastic intro where he comes in like with a hat and cape, and he's like, you know, it's a show. Uh, his sequined outfit. Um, yeah, Keenan does a big like, you know, yep. intro to him. Do you do you know what? The, do you remember the three titles that he had for Cal were? Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. So the first one is the. Uh... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Oh no! I just wrote down the last one. Okay, um, it's uh, a master of funk, <laughs> the king of cool. I know this one. I know yeah. the last one, the lord of love. <laughs> yep. And Keenan voice cracks on when he says love. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. And the lord of love. The lord to... of love. <laughs> They go into like a up. It's like a Birds and the Bees style like talk about yeah, growing up, and uh, the most important th- part about growing up, of course, is getting a car. And then, Kel is confused. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, the the episode as we're about to get into it, it's all about uh, Keenan uh, not being old enough to uh, drive a car, but still wanting a car for I guess the cool factor. Yes, Keenan wants a car even though he's not allowed to have a car. What he's going to do with the car, where he's going to park the car, how he's going to pay for the car, how he's going to drive the car, that doesn't matter. <laughs> what does matter is that he wants a car, and he's going to do everything he can to get it. Yep. Uh, so uh, we we do our, our first of many, Kel, Sheldon, all here it goes. Uh, which, uh, you know, it, it's he does it all the time. I don't know exactly what it means. <laughs> well, you do know that the name of the theme song is Aw, Here It Goes by Coolio. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's it's based off Kel saying it. And <laughs> here it goes. It is the episode, I guess. It. It is the circumstance. Okay, it yeah. is, the, is the predicament to come. Okay. Uh, but he says at the end as well. That's the thing. <laughs> if he had like a different like, you know, ah, oh, there it went. <laughs> but <laughs> no, this is how we know Kel. We know Kel through the lens of all here it goes. Yeah, uh, I, I suppose we do. I feel like a lot of us operate that way. <laughs> that we, <laughs> we like, have one one no, like wa- sentence no, that defines us. No, no, no. We're like walking through life, and then uh, you know something comes up, and you're just like, oh, here it goes. You know, like another another bad day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, he's usually the victim in, in Keenan's schemes, so he's got like a nonchalant, lackadaisical attitude about it. He is. He does play the uh, the victim complex very well, though. <laughs> very friendly. He's yeah. like, oh, you feel bad for him, but also he causes a lot of these problems. That that is something I wanted to look at at the end of this episode and every episode. Whose fault was it? <laughs> <laughs> Keenan's, Kel's, both or neither. I, I, I like. Yeah, we'll we'll address that later on. Sure, sure. All right. So getting into it here, we start with an exterior shot of Rigby's. Which I don't think that happens like in any other episode, <laughs> but you see, uh, yeah, uh, Chris is selling some uh, melons and getting Keen's help. It's a pretty. Uh, I-, I was thinking about this in like kind of a general sense. It's a pretty basic, <laughs> like low stakes environment show, <laughs> where <laughs> it's like the the sets are. It's like all right, uh, Keenan's family's house, his room, uh, his the grocery store he works at sometimes school and like and like that's it's very low stakes 
Yep. Yep. But somehow each episode, it, it seems like the whole entire world is hanging in the balance. <laughs> yeah, no, they, it, their, their whole world and livelihood, everything that's important to them is on the line. Except for except not maybe not livelihood because Keenan's job is um, <laughs> malpractice should not be. <laughs> Keenan's job seems pretty secure. Yeah, uh, Chris, he and Chris have a very high stake. Uh, let, let's get into it because they exchange a, a lot of money very fast. Yes, I noticed. <laughs> uh, so okay, um, we start off with uh, uh, Keenan, you know, uh, talking to Cal about how much he wants to get a car. Yep, uh, and uh, Keenan wants to get a car for various reasons. Uh, one of which I like a lot is that he's talking to Cal that, and we can go on dates. <laughs> to which Cal replies, "I want to date you, not me, man, girl." <laughs> which is not me, you dummy. <laughs> Keenan's reply. <laughs> yep, that's that's pretty good. Uh, uh, my favorite part about this is how Cal walks in with a box. Yes, a box of things that he owns that he wants to sell to make money. Yep, uh, for a car, presumably. Uh, so Keenan had has talked about he's got four hundred dollars saved up, um, which I I did a little uh, nineteen ninety six money versus money today. <laughs> oh, let's see it. Some inflation stuff. Uh, four hundred dollars, about uh, six sixty. Okay. So that, that's a that's a good amount of money for someone in high school. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, and yeah, Cal, Cal's got his stuff that he wants to sell to make the money. Um, but that's not their first scheme for money this episode. Uh, it's a, it's a, a prize in a cereal box. In what cereal, Adam? Google Puffs. <laughs> the cereal is called Google Puffs. It looks kind of like... Uh, Fruit Loops, right? Yeah, Fruit Loops, but but not not really Loops. Um <laughs> Just it just colorful like pastel cereal, yeah. Fruit Loops is a good one, uh, for a good way to describe it. But it's called Google Puffs. That's G O O G L Puffs. Yeah. So it begs the question: Which came first, Google Puffs or Google? And a little bit of research would show you that <laughs> <laughs> this episode was released July fifteenth, nineteen ninety six, and Google was founded on i believe september 4th 1998 yep so two years ahead of it <laughs> so it's uh, we have good reason to believe that uh no now the word google wasn't invented by keenan and kel but made made famous made popular mm, kind of likely <laughs> yeah I, I i think the i think the C, i don't know his name i don't know like the uh Bill Gates style guy, but the CEO of Google clearly is a Keenan and Kel fan. Absolutely. Without yeah. a doubt. Or somebody in his family was. Mm-hmm. Like, what should I name my company? This 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 tech company. So so <laughs> inside uh, a, a box of Google Puffs is a golden monkey, which uh, is a $10,000 grand prize. In the cereal box. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's pretty... Yeah, high stakes, a lot of money. Most I think, aren't most like kid contests for stuff, not like actual money, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember in my childhood having a cereal box with that much uh, monetary value inside. Usually it's just like, oh, maybe win a trip to like the aquarium or <laughs> cash this in at your local McDonald's for XYZ prize. 
it's uh yeah i, I don't really remember ten thousand dollars but anyways it becomes a means for keenan to buy a car Yes, uh, and they immediately destroy the uh, Rigby's enti- entire inventory uh, in pursuit of this uh, gold monkey. How many boxes? Seven hundred. Seven hundred boxes. Could you imagine in this small store that somewhere <laughs> in the back they have seven hundred boxes of cereal? Yeah, that's that's insane. Um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, anyways, there's not seven hundred dollars in like a giant, like a like a grocery store down the street. No, no, it's like a corner market. Yeah, seven hundred. Anyways, maybe I'll save all the money for the end. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like it's a lot. It's worth a lot. We'll we'll get into it later. <laughs> Probably more than the car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris uh, immediately uh, gets upset and says that this money is coming out of your paycheck. Which yeah, all right. Let's talk about the money. Uh, uh, back in 1996, a uh, box of <laughs> Kellogg's Corn Flakes went for like about 250. Okay. Uh, so in 2019, that's like you know a little over four dollars. <laughs> uh, so 700 boxes, 250 a piece. We're talking. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> uh, 1,743 dollars. Uh, so, so yeah, that's. I I'm not sure how much. Keenan made at a grocery store, but that's that's probably like <laughs> a year's salary, <laughs> like, or something something a, like that. At least months, a few, at least. at least a few months. Um, yes, that I, I my favorite part about this is Keenan's uh, drive, but like a <laughs> blind drive to to get money. Yeah, they they. It, it, immediately um destroy every box in there and now <laughs> then they're on to the next thing <laughs> like everything they're doing is from the start is so impulsive no foresight mm-hmm. of course of course i mean that the show wouldn't be fun without that but still uh, th- like this episode it, in particular is pretty um breakneck in its pace <laughs> it, it goes it, it does it, it covers all the bases of ridiculous as a pilot episode, it's kind of their opportunity to show the network, like, hey, this is all the fun stuff these characters can do. Right. Which, it, it, you know, makes sense, but also it's it shows them going by through real quick. They are tearing through that store. They are tearing through this episode. All right, so they're, uh, well, what's their second plan for getting money? <laughs> Wait, what is it? <laughs> oh, it's, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, uh, in Kel's box yeah, yeah, of yeah. junk, uh, uh, Chris discovers his uh, early edition Skunkator comics, uh, which it becomes a running character. Uh, later, Keen talks about Skunkator, and they have a whole episode about like a Comic-Con. Uh, but yeah, no, he's, he says that those comics could be worth thousands because they're the first scratch and sniff comics. Skunkator, scratch and sniff. Yep. This actually is my favorite line of the episode. Skunkator, half man... Half skunk from the planet Pew. <laughs> Just genius writing, genius character development, um, all in that one line. So excellent, well done, well done, Dan Schneider. I, I like the the follow up to to it where uh, Chris scratches the the comic, shares it with them, and they're like, "Oh man, it smells terrible." Because skunkator, get it? But he replies, "That's just the human half." <laughs> it's like, who? <laughs> What kind of comic? What kind of... What kind of... First off, I don't really understand Chris's relationship with comics. Now, I know his <laughs> uncle is a is a comic dealer, but 
I, I just, you know, why is he a, he's a store owner, he loves comics. He's kind of a nerd. It he's is a, like, yeah. yeah, he's a 90s nerd that owns a store. With a mullet. Yeah, the, the mullet is, is last for a while. Uh, he also uh, has a Twitch, uh, as first seen in the Google Puffs moments, which... Uh, I think we talked we talked about this. It doesn't like I don't I think they drop that after this episode. Yeah, um I could see why it why it becomes kind of uh, cumbersome to keep. It's it's very aggressive and uh it, it just takes it takes away from the whole scene because you know of course he's upset but then you just throw in this twitch. It's, uh, um you know a good 15 seconds of him twitching in this episode so Yeah, yeah we, they could use that time wiser. <laughs> Or maybe not. <laughs> uh, yeah, but okay. So the other, um, the other thing is that so his relationship with comics is that he immediately um, quotes them as being worth thousands, uh, but doesn't know enough about. Like, like I noticed that, but this like when I first watched the episode, but he doesn't realize that scratching them and is yeah. defacing them. Doesn't that like? Don't you think? Um, don't you like? If you if you know things about comics, don't you know that comics need to be bagged and boarded? You know, like need to be in pristine condition. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, he's just complete disregard for that. So uh, Keenan strikes a deal with him that. Uh, which not not the best deal where he goes all right you get as much money as you can from your uncle i don't want to know what it is don't surprise me with the amount of money that you get <laughs> um but uh come back here and yeah you'll get five percent five percent seems like a pretty good deal if they're worth thousands uh but yeah so that's the deal that they make so uh we let's head i guess we're gonna head back to uh keenan's house so this is the first time we see it in the flesh keenan's room with his uh, assorted walls. Keenan has everything you could imagine on his walls. My two favorite pieces, of course, are the Whitney Houston poster and then MLK right above his bed. <laughs> just... I, I like the private property sign, which yeah. might be stolen. Probably <laughs> probably is stolen private property sign. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, first we talk about... Uh, so uh, Keenan is posting on his computer about the... <laughs> Yep. about the car on uh, the about... uh, uh this computer that you heard about previously in the uh in the intro <laughs> this this device that can do so many things but it, the, my, my favorite part about this scene is keenan types something in presses enter and walks away <laughs> and you can hear the dial-up computer you can hear it chugging <laughs> away and beep, beep, boop, 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 beep. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. You can, yeah, if you listen closely, you can hear it. I, I also like, like, what, what was he posting to? Like, there's no... What, yep. Yeah, was it Craigslist? Was it like, uh, you this know... Was, this was a time when, like, the internet was a big mystery box where they yep. just... It was just online forums and, and poorly coded websites that, you know, the borders went all the way to the edge of the screen and you, it c cut off and... Um, Yes, this whole thing about the computer, it is it is very funny the way they use it. But again, back then to have a computer in his room, that was probably really cool. Yeah, of course. He was probably, you know, one of the few. It was many years before I got oh, I guess high school. So, hey, here's a here's a fun a fun fact that that I wanted to get into. What age do you think Keenan and Cal are in this episode? I think they're 15. Yeah, 15 would, would be what my guess, because not old enough to drive, but they're like just barely there. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking 15, because he's working, and you can get working papers at 14, but... 
So, so I found that the uh, the episode season one of Keenan Kel was recorded between April and August of 1996, uh, and I, I I ran that through there the ages of the of Keenan Kel, uh, Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell, and it, it looks like, and I, I found out that their actual age uh, during this filming was they're both their birthdays are in the middle, so uh, their age is 17. Which oh, is, wow. uh, yeah, I think that's that's gonna get worse as the years progress. Yep, because yep. if they're they're starting at that and like, I think uh, like uh, in the graduation episode, there's like class of two thousand. Right, right. So yeah, no, they're uh, they're gonna be you know low twenties pretty in not too long when they graduate. Yeah, yeah. It's funny though, but that I mean, this whole show spans their high school career. It's a it's a perfect little kind of beginning and end bookmark to to the Keenan and Kel story. Yeah. Uh, so Kyra is uh, interrupts them spying in the closet, uh, which I, I thought it was neat that uh, Kyra, the same actress, uh, who like later will keep stay for the whole show, is just is here, but like way younger. Right, right. Ridiculously young, and mm-hmm. has a crush on Kel. Yes, a crush that doesn't go away. No, I, I noticed in in later episodes, Kel's kind of like not a fan, and this one he's just like okay with it, I guess. Yeah, he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and they, uh, yep, uh, Keenan threatens to tell her, uh, tell mom about, uh, how she broke the TV. Keenan actually broke the TV, uh, which isn't a good <laughs> bluff, I think, because <laughs> Kyra can immediately run to her mom and say, and blame Keenan. Um, yeah, again, this is one of those situations where it's like, okay, we're actually learning a little bit more about Keenan. Um, and we're learning about Kyra and their relationship, but in that same time, we're learning about, like, okay, Keenan will do whatever he will do and say whatever he wants to get what he wants, and, and this is kind of one of his like ultimate character flaws. Yeah, I agree with that, and it, we kind of we start to get into that too in the the follow up scene where uh, it's at the dinner table, which not in the kitchen where it normally is. No, <laughs> in the pilot, it's like. Uh, it's in the you know living room space, right? Right, uh, and everybody is sitting on the same side of the table. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's some Last Supper very, seating very, arrangements. Very lazy, uh, very lazy filming. But I mean, we get we get the point. But uh, it, it's just it's just funny because like it's so it's so um, it's immediately awkward. <laughs> yeah, w- w- with their uh, budget, I don't think they had the room for like the. 70s show like 360 cam and <laughs> full sets and stuff like that it, it's it's a so the show it's it's filmed in front of a live studio audience in orlando florida uh which is uh, and it, it the whole thing's set up like a stage production which is pretty I, I like that a lot right right uh i think later shows uh in the dan schneider universe like uh drake and josh do that like a little less like you know they they should kind of show the walls more. Yeah, it's more of a house setting, and it's more of a more closed in, canned laughter and stuff like that. So it, right. it, it feels very authentic, which is good. Yep. But yeah, like I was saying, we learned that uh, Keenan ran into trouble in school, where he uh, uh, <laughs> what did what was his crime that he committed? He glued his teacher's pants or skirt or whatever to her chair. Yep. Uh, which uh, upsets his dad. Very, very aggressively. <laughs> this is my favorite moment. Uh, this might be my favorite moment of the first episode. Keenan's dad, <laughs> the first line, <laughs> the first words he say, he's just yelling from the start. W- without, like, this seems like this actor's 
like this seems like this actor's first gig and his first his first lines. He seems. He, uh, I don't know his history, and, and we'll definitely get into it throughout the show. But he seems like uh, one of those like wrestler types, yeah. like, like like The Rock was. Yep, yep. <laughs> He's just like aggressive, big, mean, scary, bald. Yeah, the, all those that fun stuff. So that's hey. not funny. Yeah, Keenan, that's not funny. Keenan. I want you to apologize to that woman first thing in the morning. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, no, he's immediately upset with Keenan. Tell commands him to apologize to the substitute teacher tomorrow, who I hope is still there because being a substitute and all. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, then uh, they're interrupted by the phone ring. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> Who's on the other line? Uh, it, it is Kel who is impersonating WHBQ Radio. <laughs> <laughs> and. The- <laughs> And Keenan's dad, Mr. Rockmore, is thrilled. He goes, oh, the radio station's on the phone. <laughs> yeah, not that it's like a contest that calls you. It's pretty. Nobody questions it, though. No. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, the radio station's calling. Uh, and in a, in a fun callback, so do you remember what they found in the Google Puffs boxes? Um, they found three circus tickets. Yes. So they use those circuit tickets, which I think is, it's a good use of resources, later to uh, sell them to their parents uh, in a game of, of, so they have to, uh, the radio contest is the question, what time is it? <laughs> yeah. He's like, what time is it? What time is it? And 7.43. Yep. Uh, yep. So they, uh, they win tickets to the circuit, win tickets to the circuits. Because everybody, the, my this is great. This is great. They are so excited about the circus. <laughs> how yeah. how expensive are these tickets that you're that excited about it? But anyways, uh, their their cheer and their their delightment is very much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's genuine. That's for sure. It's genuine. And I, I feel like there is like a bit of script here that we was missed, or like you know just to you know keep the whole episode going, they kind of skip some parts. But uh, Kyra. And Keenan's parents are going, and Keenan's not. He's just hanging out at home. What what is he wearing? <laughs> He's it's like a it's like a robe over, just sweatsuit, right? Yeah, it's like he's wearing it all green, like a dark green robe, and he has green shoes on, and he just is wearing all green. Yeah, um, it's a it's it's made like to appear like Keenan pretended that he was sick. Yep. And then, and then, like you know, oh no, uh, they're gone. Party's on, but like none of that's like implicitly said. Uh, but so they leave for the circus, and the first uh, seller arrives. <laughs> yeah, the guy's got a twelve-year-old car, who and he wants to sell it for six thousand dollars, which in today's money is something to the t- is about uh, ten thousand, which is a that's a yep, yeah, that's a nice used car. 1984 car yeah uh, yeah 10,000 I think that's in line with you know modern day scaling yeah but I mean let's just back up for a second the fact that Keenan can put something on the internet and the next day somebody <laughs> knocks on his door so do you realize what he did he put his address on an online forum <laughs> in yes. Chicago At saying 15, that he right? wants to he wants to buy a car Meaning he has enough money or a checkbook to buy a car. Come to this address tomorrow at this time. And, and people just saw like a general buying all cars. Uh, money is no object. Right. That's what he says. <laughs> that's, that's a famous line. 
<laughs> what is, is he thinking? Yeah, this is a, a terrible plan. Because, yep, <laughs> uh, in America, before uh, Chris arrives with the money, um, uh, 21 residents, local Chicago Knights, arrive to and populate his parents' home. There are, yes, so there's 21 people trying to sell their cars. Now, that's some not of 21 co- cars. A no, couple, no, no. There's a couple. Is the Probably second about 15 cars. Yeah. But these people are just hanging out. They're just they're just enjoying themselves in the house. There's no hors d'oeuvres. There's no there's no TV on. They're just chit chatting. I wonder what they're talking about. Like you know, yeah. oh. how are they how are they gonna buy all these cars? <laughs> no, no, not one person asked that question. Yeah, that's right. Not one person questioned the fact that they were entering somebody's home, um, and the somebody was a 15 year old with his friend who was also 15. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, Chris arrives on the scene, and do, do you? Uh, this might be one of my, my. This might be my favorite line of the episode. I did, what Chris's excuse for not for being late? He couldn't find parking. Yep, <laughs> it's, that's, that's clever. That's really good. It is good writing right there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, though no, uh, he um, breaks the news that the uh, following his classic twitch, the yep. other uh, seven and a half seconds of his twitch. Uh, that his uh, uh, that his comic books are worthless because they had been overly scratched and sniffed by him. So, this is this is quite <laughs> profound. Not only are they not worth thousands of dollars, they are completely worthless. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> not even worth twenty dollars. I have personally like uh, ventured out into the whole flipping world and going to yard sales and finding stuff and selling it on eBay and all that. And uh, comic books do pretty well you know especially if they're in good condition you know you know that you might you might not get uh as much as much money for them as you would if they were bagged and boarded but you know if you just get like a good condition comic book from the 80s like mm-hmm. you're, you're probably gonna make like you know seven bucks on them um but <laughs> so so zero dollars is uh very disappointing from from thousands multiple thousands so that's at least two thousand to zero so yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. All my so I, I was running the numbers for like how much money they have cost Rigby's and stuff like that, which I'll, I conti- want to continue to do throughout the episode, uh, throughout the whole show. Uh, but yeah, no, that that immediately like throws it all off. So it's like, wow, there, Chris is almost in debt to Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> he he took their property, defaced it. Yep. And if they had an insurance plan on that, like he would owe them like you know that those thousands of dollars, if not more. Yeah, it's really interesting because within 15 minutes, right, right, we go from, yeah. from, from you know, like a problem, right, I need a car, to like Keenan destroying seven, you know, however much, <laughs> thousands of dollars worth of his, his inventory, yep. to Chris destroying thousands of dollars worth of Keenan's property, <laughs> or Cal's property, yeah. and it's just like, it's nil, it's zilch, right, it's back to square zero, right, square one. We're, we're like truly like I I wasn't expecting four digits worth of yeah already in the, in the pilot episode <laughs> no. at fifteen like no, that's it's, uh, it's that's yeah. insane yeah uh, I'm glad not like they didn't break the uh, oh and the broken TV if you want to throw that in oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait wait a second when did they break the TV oh it was before this episode. Oh no, like, yeah. Te- okay. Yeah. Technically. Technically. I'm not, I'm not counting that. That's okay, hear- okay. that's hearsay. There's no. <laughs> There's no proof. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, c- conflicting information about who broke right. the TV. Right. Uh, so yes, uh, they uh, 
uh, reacts loudly and everyone in the space gets mad at them. Uh, and they hear more ringing at the doorbell and it's um, uh, cir- circus. The circus goers. Circus goers, their parents and Kyra, mouth agape as they shut the door and are trapped between them angrily ringing the doorbell and being swarmed. Which, in a regular Keenan and Kel, this would be it. Like, it'd be over here. But for some reason, they went so fast, they've got another, like, ten minutes to go. They they wanted to cram everything they possibly could into this pilot. Yeah, it's a pilot. They I guess they want to show everything, so they have to show off uh, crime. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's 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 explain this next scene. Yeah. Uh, okay. So after I guess the commercial break, um, they're in. Uh, they're back in Rigby's upset, which is. I for a second I thought we could have just started the episode here too. <laughs> like this is. Yep. Yep. These are it's it's two episodes crammed into one. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Keenan and Kel have been both grounded for six years by Keenan's dad. Yep. <laughs> which. Um, quite quite the authority figure in this show already. From from episode one, <laughs> I also like that immediately six years. That's that's the entire that's beyond the span of the show. Yep. So the whole show, Keenan's grounded from the beginning to the very end. Yeah. So it, I I believe as we'll go on that that phrase will be meaningless. One of the customers overhears them. The only customer I should add is a tiny corner shop. Yes. Uh, um, and he, he points to a, a a great car that he has outside. You know, asks how much do you have, which is always perfect. You know that that's a legitimate deal if they ask you how much you got. Yep, yep, always. He he was very clearly, you know, um, an honest and upright guy. Walking yes. into a store, saying, "Hey, do you want to buy a car?" <laughs> he has a good excuse. I thought that it's his mother's car, and she doesn't really drive it that often. Right. Yeah. It was. He was uh, quick on his feet for sure. But yeah, for four hundred dollars or uh, six hundred and sixty dollars, that's not in modern numbers. That's it's not a lot. No, no, especially for a nice car. He didn't. Uh, Keenan and Cal didn't for a second question it. No, uh, they are pretty quick to trust him. Uh, th- Keenan drops his pants to, to <laughs> procure his two hundred dollars that he's strapped to his legs. I guess. Yep, strapped to his thigh. Uh huh. So. Is it just me? Well, I, I guess uh, I don't know about the crime rates in Chicago. Maybe, maybe it is safer there than like in his pockets. Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. Um, what I would my first thought when I saw that, I'm like, wouldn't that just like kind of slip down <laughs> eventually? Yeah, I I th- I feel like that would be the most uncomfortable place to. Po- <laughs> I mean, because think about it, it's strapped to your leg. You have you have dollars strapped, and they're touching your skin. Like, yeah. What what happens if you get sweaty? Right? It's like, what happens if you spill something on your pants? I don't know. <laughs> I'd soon, like, tra- strap them to my chest. Or maybe, in, like, like those under-the-shoulder, like, uh, gun holster things. Also, could you imagine, like, carrying half of your life savings around? <laughs> in your, yeah, $200. Like, s- strapped to your leg? <laughs> what, what, what? Why are you carrying that around in the first place? Also, those are some fat stacks for $200. <laughs> They're all fives and singles. <laughs> They make a deal since he's got the other half in his underwear drawer. Uh, key for two hundred now and title for two hundred later, which continues to extend this bad deal because, like, if you have the car and not the, like, what's Keenan supposed to do? Just 
I, you know, if a cop I, pulled him over, he'd be like, "I don't own this car right now, but the title's getting here tomorrow." Well, he also can't drive yet. So how yeah, is right. how is he? I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, the car what? could be parked in some bad place, like it is when yes. the when the police officer shows up. So yeah, did you notice that the uh, audience uh, must have seen the police officer before? Oh uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So the audience immediately, like, so they make the deal. Uh, Keenan Kel are celebrating with Chris, uh, and uh, the audience goes, "Oh, oh no!" <laughs> and then the door opens up, and you see the police officer. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yeah, that, that had to be like a set thing. Uh, what have you done, and who did you do it to? No, man, we got a car, man. Check it out, C A R. Hey, whose blue car is that parked out front? His. His. Huh? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, he, uh, the police officer tells him that the car is parked illegally and it's stolen. <laughs> so cut, uh, smash cut to them breaking down. Uh, you know, uh, I, it was in this moment that I noticed that Kel doesn't do too much this episode. He's kind of along for the Keenan's ride. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty much Keenan's show. Keenan's world. Yeah. I, th- I think in the next episode, from what I recall, that there's, there's a very, notable paradigm shift right when kel becomes like the breakout star and, and kel becomes the uh you know the kel that we all know and love and and uh but it's in this first episode where where keenan and his um almost his like ability to create plans and to to plot and to you know like kind of man- manipulate circumstances to get his way like that's where this is born um and yeah kel is kind of an observer but then, of course, we'll see as we go through this podcast and this show. Not so he, much. No. <laughs> he, be- he becomes the trouble. He becomes, yes. And Keenan becomes responsible. Again, that's why I want to pay attention to, to how the two, um, like whose fault it is to get a final number in the end. Like who's, who's truly the worst power. Yep. Yep. So Keenan makes a, pl- a deal with the police officer uh, to hope to possibly get his money back. But more importantly, uh, assist them in a sting operation <laughs> to try and um arrest the the car thief so keenan puts on a wire <laughs> yes a full a very big wire for a big wire it's very clearly like not <laughs> like the props on the show it's like a shoelace you know with like with like something taped to it it's pretty funny um but yeah that's so anyways it's a wire yeah, and they agree on a password phrase for, for them to say when the transaction's going on, which they immediately don't need. <laughs> if they're listening in and they hear Keenan uh, talk, like making a transaction, as he does in the episode, very clearly points out that he's trading the title yep. for the yep. money. Yep. Uh, he doesn't need a passphrase, and they should have picked something, you know that a normal person might say ever (laughs) like a pretty common phrase but they don't uh they pick quite frankly the most ridiculous phrase they could and i mean in that stressful circumstance the hardest to remember phrase yeah uh, which causes a lot of uh a lot of humor i would say in this episode but adam what's the phrase the chipmunk has pneumonia (laughs) so yeah, it's... Uh, the chipmunk has <laughs> well, what's great is that like pneumonia is a tough word <laughs> like, yeah. like just on paper yeah like, oh, it's got silent letters and yep. it's not yep nope the chipmunk has pneumonia
okay, so what I'm noticing as I'm kind of looking back at this episode and, and we're going through it, like Keenan and Kel are wearing a different outfit than than the the first day when he's wearing yes. the wire. So I do think this was two episodes that they crammed into one because hmm. think of all the interactions that Keenan would have had at home and Keenan talking to Kel and planning and I don't know it, it, it seems like there's a lot that is left out for sure yeah it's possible they, they said it was going to be the next day uh, right and, and you know I don't know how much on the screen so on the first day uh, Keenan uh, Keltrate uh, important thing he's drinking a bottle of orange soda a two yes. liter yes uh, which becomes a, a very big thing in a couple episodes who loves orange soda Kel loves orange soda yes he does uh, but uh, yeah, and in this episode, if you notice on the cash register, there's two. One one has been emptied, and another one <laughs> is ready to go. So add that to their tally. Uh, the first of many, uh, three two liters of orange soda. Just, sign of things to come. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no. The so the car thief arrives, and they cannot remember the the passphrase. They try a bunch of stuff, uh, which is increasingly far from it. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, so, again, the police officers are clearly hearing the transaction go take place. Yeah, they're listening in their van, and they're they're wondering, like, oh, what are these guys saying? <laughs> why the why are they talking about the title? What do you think that's going on? Yep. <laughs> what were some of the phrases? Do you remember? Uh, like, the, the squirrel has a fever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's one of them. Yep, yep. It was like, it was like yeah, the monkey has... Diarrhea? No, I don't know. Fortunately, Keenan's parents arrive on the scene uh, to pick up um, pistachio nuts for their Aunt Bertha. Not pistachios. Pistachio nuts. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> pistachio nuts. This is probably when they first hit the market. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're fresh. They're, they're red, I think. Right? Oh, my goodness. Originally yep. from their um, the way they were shipped and handled. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, for Aunt Bertha, who has pneumonia... Which reminds them the chipmunk has pneumonia. The cops rush in, and uh, did you think that they were going to like arrest uh, Keenan's dad? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that that was my. They rush in, and <laughs> yeah. they look at Keenan's dad, who's this tall African American guy, <laughs> bald, strong. He's like six four at he's least. The, he's the scariest guy in, in there, just from his physical like just <laughs> like appearance. Always intimidating. Yeah. He's a whole, like, you know, eight inches, ten inches taller than Keenan. And I think in another episode that that, that exact thing happens. They mistake him uh, for someone else. Oh, oh there's going to be an episode this season about how they think he's, a, like, a jewel thief. Oh, yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. That's my one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then but then they very quickly say, no, no, it's, it's that guy. Uh, oh, meanwhile, I, not too important, but Chris is out getting them Chinese food. He comes back with Chinese food, and they... They crash into him, and he says the the funniest thing you can say about Chinese food, I guess, which is like, oh no, the poo poo platter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they go to a restaurant again in season one, and poo poo platter becomes another joke. Just yep, you you get you get it. They're saying poo poo, haha. <laughs> it is, it's comedy gold, actually. <laughs> you know how many. Uh, like like jokes can you make about about poop and skunks and farts and yeah this is this is comedy gold yeah it's very that's like the most uh, 90s nickelodeon stuff about the show oh yeah like oh yeah absolutely scatological humor 
<laughs> but but just a hint of it, just the right amount. It's clean. It's clean. Yeah, it's pretty clean. But it's it's still a little dirty. They arrest the guy, and uh, the police officer instead of saying something like a, a police officer might say, or you might want him to say, like you know, oh thank you so much for helping us, you know, catch this guy. Your son's a real hero, <laughs> or something like that. No, he, he says, hey, thanks for helping with that stolen car that you stole. Yeah, uh, which gets his dad angrily looking at him and chasing him around the grocery store, and that is the end of the pilot, almost. Yep, yeah, uh, we we go to behind the curtains where um, the police officers haste uh, take the Chinese food and car keys that Keenan Kel still have, and Keenan announces that he's been grounded since until he's thirty, again, <laughs> like well beyond. Yes, um, the the scope of the show. But it would be over by now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's no longer grounded by his, no, his dad. No, no, 24 years later, he is no longer grounded. Yeah, if he's 15, so that's... The first one was a six-year sentence, so another nine years, I guess, for... Yep, yep. Get, getting... For helping a police officer, I guess. Helping a police officer arrest a criminal. And losing $200. Yep, yeah, he never gets it back. So, so I think he got the second half of the 200 back because he only says he's out 200. But right, he didn't right. get the first half back. Nope. So half his life savings is gone and he's grounded forever. So that was quite the crash course. I have a feeling that the next episode, you know, of course, the pilot's always hard to um, wrap our heads around. But I have a feeling that the next episodes are going to be a little bit more succinct for us to kind of break down and talk about. Yeah, uh, there's only going to be one plot. And yes, I think, uh, and not three. Yeah, and, and season one's got a is a pretty uh, classic from what I recall. So. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Uh, before we wrap up here, I I wanted to quick say uh, I'll have a name for this segment eventually, but I I ran the numbers about how much um, Keenan owes Chris and and Keenan's out, uh, and I want to keep this tally going like throughout the show. Yes, we'll keep adding on. Uh yeah, like I said, two fifty uh two dollars and fifty cents for a box of cereal. 700 of them in 90 in uh 96 money that's like that's well, yeah 1743 dollars in nine in 96 money yeah in modern day that's like 2900 dollars yep yep like absolutely insane should get fired for losing that much money shouldn't have that much cereal sitting in the back to begin <laughs> with there are so many non sequiturs in this episode. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it's that's what makes this so enjoyable and so fun because yeah. like th- there there is no rhyme or reason to have seven hundred um, <laughs> boxes of cereal. There's no rhyme or reason to have twenty one people show up trying to sell you a car. Um, in each each of those incidents is another like five is like five or six minutes. Like it's oh oh yeah oh yeah. And I mean, there's no reason that that the radio station would call you. Who didn't even submit their number. A lot of plot jumps. There's no reason people would be excited about circus, about the circus tickets. People just don't get excited about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, uh, but it's fun. And this is, this is why we love the show because it's fun. I I just priced each one of the comics at a thousand dollars. I counted like four of them. So I'm saying like, all right, low ball, Chris owes them like (laughs) $4,000. Uh, which is like you know six and a half thousand dollars nowadays. Oh my gosh! But they did drink three two liters of orange soda and uh, destroyed his poo poo platter. So, right. Uh, the current balance is um, Chris owes them uh, twenty nine hundred and 
$2,200 in 96 money, $3,700 in modern day. Wow. It's it's a lot. I I feel like... So I'm taking a guess now that they're going to... He's going to pay that off, like, within this season. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that enough stuff will get destroyed, that that is uh, a negligible negligible Mm -hmm. amount. And, of course, that is, uh, you know... Four thousand, you know, that's a thousand each. But uh, we, you know, it could just be two thousand, and then we could be talking about, you know, almost sure, even. That, yeah, that, that's a low ball on my end. So right. we'll see how much hot closer they get. Uh, my, I, I counted like thirty dollars in modern money for the poo poo platter. Do you remember? Do you recall where the Chinese pl- food place was? Um, I know it was down the street. I don't remember it was what it was called. At the corner on Sixth and Lincoln. Okay. So I I tried to get be clever and actually pulled up a map of Chicago. Oh my gosh! To, to see if I could find like a, a similarly placed Chinese food place. Uh, no luck because there is a Lincoln Avenue, but I could not find. I don't think the the streets in Chicago are like listed by like numbers. Oh really? Yeah, they've all got like names and stuff. So yeah, like, I was in Chicago over the summer. I don't I don't remember the numbers. Um, maybe we're wrong, and all the Chicagoans are uh, are gonna uh, will tell us about it. Uh, I please, hope so. please write in. Yeah, please. <laughs> so far, we have zero listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's at the moment, zero people are listening. Uh, zero confirmed listeners. Uh, uh, one more number for you. Okay. Um, there, <laughs> Keenan estimated that they went through two million Google Puffs. Yep. Uh, in seven hundred boxes, that's. Uh, 2,857 per box. Well, that is good to know. Thank you. That is a lot. That doesn't seem right. I compare that to regular serial numbers. It's actually in line with how many Cheerios per box. That's like really? 2,700. Yeah. Oh, so somebody actually like did some math. <laughs> Somebody's yeah. like, we need Keenan to say a number here. Let me just do some quick They did the research. hard numbers. <laughs> they counted that up, but they didn't like... They didn't do the run the numbers about how much how much seven hundred boxes would be. I could see uh, Dan Schneider and the uh, and the writers of the show just giving somebody a job like one of their interns. Like, okay, I need you to go get a box of Cheerios. <laughs> I need you to pour them out. <laughs> yep. So okay, uh, I think we'll get into our final segment here: ratings. Let's do it. So I, I wanted to uh, have a kind of official um, st- a status quo here. Uh, so. Uh, IMDb. Okay. I think I believe they rank this episode uh, 8.1 out of 10. Wow. Which uh, is is a pretty high. Oh my goodness. I don't know their whole range, but yeah, out of 61 votes, 8.1. 61 votes. Okay. And uh, those are probably all fans of the show. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna write a review of Keenan and Kel unless you're a fan. No, of course. <laughs> so they probably <laughs> not, skew- not any critical analysis. <laughs> they probably skew high, but. Uh, out of 10 bottles of orange soda, what would you give this episode? I think I would actually give this episode six bottles of orange soda. Mm. Because, um, not because it was, you know, at all not funny. Um, but I think I think this show could be, um, like, I, I did feel, feel a little rushed in the episode. I felt like that we were moving around a lot. Um, even in these sitcoms, you know, you can still get some good character development. And I didn't see a lot from Kel. Didn't really see a lot from Kyra. Um, and the parents, too. It's like, what do they do? Who are they? It's you really know. a Keenan episode, which it, it I is. Mean, 
it, it works, but it it's not what the show is about. Exactly. So um, knowing Keenan and Kel, knowing what the quality of the episodes and the humor that can come, this episode made me laugh. But um, I would give it a, I would give it six bottles of orange soda, maybe six and a half, if you know, if uh, mm-hmm. if I am, you know. Yeah, I, I was I was torn between six and seven for a lot of it. Seven's like I, I mean I, that's a like the low end of a great episode and. Six yep. is like the high end of a good episode. Yep. And I, yeah, going through it and the logical <laughs> uh, jumps that it may, requires me to take and the weird pacing, the uh, lack of Kel, for yeah. sure. Uh, like, you know, Mar- Mar- I think six is a healthy number, so I'm going to say that as well. Okay, yeah. We were pretty much in agreement there. Yeah. All right. So, so th- that concludes our first episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we know this might have been a little rough to get through. We are uh, we came into this episode with hardly any structure and hardly any pre-planning. So we, I, I think it turned out great. I think it turned I'm... out good, yeah. Um, but but we will continue to improve from here. So if you enjoyed this, please give it a review, give it a rating, uh, mm-hmm. show us some love on whatever wherever you're listening to it, um, and and let us know if you uh, if you have any questions. Or, or want to see something. Yeah, I, I believe I, I think I set up a Twitter handle for us. Oh, great. We'll see about uh, we'll see about getting, um, you know, all those social pages up and everything. Um, and uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. And we'll get an email address too. Yeah, come along for the journey and uh, tune in next time when I guess we'll do the second episode, The Tainting of the Screw. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i'm excited well this was fun adam thanks all right uh do you want to do the classic kel send-off oh here it goes all right good night good night everyone good night Thank you for listening. You can send us an email at keenancalpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash keenancalpodcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at keenancalpodcast. Podcast.